Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I grab the mic and try to stay dead short. Staring at the world through my ribs. Hello, boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of World Championship Boxing. And today we're talking about the greatest performances of perhaps the biggest boxing draw of all time, Jack Dempsey. And I'm joined once again by my boxing expert, One Silva. What's up, man? You you made a you just made a valid point there. Also, he is the first fighter and first athlete in the history of professional sports to receive a paycheck for a million dollars in one sporting event. Wow, back all the way back then, huh? 1927. In his second fight with Gene Tunney, he received a then record purse and the first of a million dollar purse. And that in today's dollars, that's enormous. In I mean, today's dollars, it would be something like 16, 17 million for one fight. Wow, wow, amazing. So um, we have, and 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 arguably he was like, I mean, if you if you look at just the popularity. <laughs> The attendance figures of his fights are ridiculous, 120,000, 70,000, 80,000. He did the first million-dollar gate in one of the fights that we'll be talking about on on this show. And he was the first superstar boxer, the first boxer that was known worldwide that, you know, that later on Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson and Sugar Ray Leonard would get that appeal. Jack Dempsey and Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather, Jack Dempsey was the first superstar fighter. Yeah, I mean he he's arguably was bigger than even Ali was when he, I mean it just in in terms of notoriety he was just not, a, not worldwide. Ali to this day is still the uh, the most recognizable athlete in the history of sports. Oh yeah. No, I mean just I mean in his own time. In his own Jack you know, Ali in his own time. I remember Ali had more competition. Dempsey didn't have that much competition. He had Babe Ruth and maybe two other guys while Ali had Jim Brown. No, I'm just talking about popularity. I mean, they're it, they're neck and neck in terms of like well, world yeah. worldwide fame. And if you want to look at the history of boxing, Dempsey's a close second to Ali. Yeah. So let's talk about this guy's crazy life here from uh, in the early part of it. Um, right, let's let's run down the fights that we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll mention that, and then I'll talk about it because he had a very colorful uh, uh, coming. I mean, uh, late teens, late, late adolescence to early 20s, he had a very colorful past. But before we go into that, let's talk about the, the three fights we're talking about. From July 4th, 1919, he, he goes up for the World Heavyweight Championship against the then World Heavyweight Champion, Jess Willard. Then from there, we go to July 2nd, 1921, where in front of 120,000 people, the first million-dollar gate in the history of boxing, he defends against the very popular French heavyweight champion, George Carpentier. 
And then the last fight we'll talk about would be his last successful heavyweight championship, one of the greatest fights in the history of, of boxing, his fight against Louis Furpo, uh, September 14th, 1923, in front of, some say 80,000 people in the polo grounds in New York City. Yeah, man, it's like the Pontiac Silverdome over there. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like that kind of number, you know? I mean, it's just like crazy number. Um, so... To the popular Jack Dempsey, I mean, he was the first superstar fighter. Now, Jack Johnson before him was the first infamous fighter. But his popularity was nil because white people hated him. Jack Dempsey transcended race. He was popular among everybody. And he was just unbelievable, and he brought them in droves. Now, talk about his early childhood. Jack Dempsey came from an impoverished, impoverished background. His father died young from um, the very small town of Manassas, Colorado. And Jack Dempsey's nickname was the Manassas Mola, him being from Manassas, Colorado. At the age of 16, he dropped out of high school to support his family because his father died early and wound up homeless at one time, Logan, homeless. He was a, an alleged a draft dodger as he went from town to town fighting in these bonds for, for little or no money and homeless from, from, time, from time to time. Um, he amassed over 60 uh, career fights before he got a shot at the title at the very uh, tender age of 25, at that time very young for heavyweight to get a championship. I believe he might have been the youngest heavyweight champion of all time when he finally got to fight the six foot, almost six foot seven beast, Just Willard, July fourth, nineteen nineteen, for the heavyweight championship of the world. Now, uh, Willard was an interesting character. This guy didn't start fighting till he was like twenty nine or something, right? He was a cowboy. He was a cowboy, and he didn't start fighting long until he was twenty seven. And he was of limited skills. He would beat people because of his size and his tremendous chin. He ended. The title reign of Jack Johnson, the most dominant heavyweight up until that point, four years prior in 1915 in Havana, Cuba, in over 100-degree weather, Jack Johnson gave him a beating for the first 20 rounds. But Willard, as you can see in this fight with Jack Dempsey, had tremendous heart and a chin of granite. Jack Johnson tied himself out, was heat exhausted, and in the 26th round, after getting dropped from a right hand, couldn't get up. He was more. It was more of exhaustion than it was, and than it was Willard knocking him out. But they'll take it because they wanted to get that title off Johnson for. Oh, they loved it. Yeah, because the, the 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 boxing world and the United States government had been trying to take the title away from Jack Johnson for seven years. <laughs> they finally got they finally got their wish when uh, Just Willard knocked him out in the twenty sixth round. In her twenty twenty six. Had it been a 15-round fight, um, most observers at ringside felt that Johnson won the first 20 rounds. So if it would have been a 15-round fight, Johnson would have won it easy. You know, wow, look at that. And that, and and when did they go to the uh, limiting the rounds to 15? I believe doing I believe doing Dempsey's reign because um, there would be a, a title defense where Dempsey would win a 15-round decision. I think beginning with the 1920s, the the, the 45-round scheduled fights. Were were were, uh, were were taken away. Not that Jack Johnson really needed it, because uh, this guy was like coming up the ranks, giving first round knockouts, right? When we before he got this fight. And of uh, the Dempsey's four losses, Dempsey lost four times before this fight. 
he beat all four guys in rematches. So he had beaten everybody he had faced up until this point. And let's talk a little bit about his style here and what was so effective about it. it was, I mean, Mike Tyson is famously, you know, big influenced by and him. Mike Tyson prototype was Jack Dempsey. Very similar style, swarming, combinations, bobbing and weaving, uh, in and out, and just reckless abandon. But Dempsey did it with, 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 with style and vigor, and God damn, did he hit hard. And, and he mostly... He mostly did uh, hooks and uppercuts, huh? That was kind of his thing? You know, uh, reason being, Logan, if you see these three fights, the fighters, his opponents would always hold him inside. So they would hold his right hand most of the time. So he had no choice but to throw hooks and uppercuts with that left hand. Right, but, I mean, even from um, – he, he's not like he was a big jabber. Oh, no. Um, the first jab you'll see Jack Dempsey throw – would be the first jab you ever seen him throw. <laughs> right, he never does. Yeah, you know uh, you don't see any jabs in none of these fights that he that he throw a single jab. No, it seemed like he led with his face actually, but uh, we the thing is he he was so fast, Logan, that the opponents would 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 would, uh, would be off guard. They they couldn't react to the fact that this guy was coming in wide open. So yeah, he would do that, and then he would—he he was always the aggressor. It seemed like he was always going forward, um, and uh, very uh, active fighter, very energetic, and, and and seemed to have boundless energy even to the later rounds. Yes, he did. He had phenomenal stamina. I mean, he uh, would only go 15 rounds once. Um, he beat Tommy Givens while after he wins this title in a 15-round fight, and in the 15th round, he's throwing as many punches as he did in the first round. So yes, his stamina was unparalleled at that time. So he wins the title here. He's the youngest champion. Um, i real quick because the first round is one of the most brutal oh, yeah. one-sided beatings in the history of boxing. He, within 20 seconds of the fight, he drops Woolen with a spectacular left hook. And now, back then, you didn't have to go to the neutral corner. There was no standing gate count. You could stand over your opponent, and as soon as the guy got up, you could hit him. Dempsey dropped Willett seven times in the first round. Seven times. Willett kept getting up. And, and the seventh time, Willett was out, but the bell saved him. Back then, the bell could save you, unlike today. So Dempsey's jumping up and down because he thinks Willett is, 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 can't get up, which Willett can't get up. But the referee has to afford Dempsey as the fight continues because the bell saved Willett. And basically, it, it, it was the inevitable. They should have stopped it right then and there. Second round, I got to give Willie credit. While he didn't land any punches, he held most of the round to try to clear his head. It didn't matter. Third round, Dempsey ripping him with left hooks and uppercuts like you, like you mentioned earlier. Beat the hell out of him to the point where, when the bell sounded for round four, Willie said no mas. Yeah, he was – he looked like he, – uh, I think I heard him say something like, "I got a farm, you know. That I got at least I got a farm, you know." <laughs> he was just like, he, he took a beating. The, the 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 he suffered in this fight a broken jaw, broken ribs. He was just he 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 was and he never was again a serious contender after this. I mean, he would fight a few more times, but he was never ever a, a serious contender. Dempsey, when he beat you, destroyed you. Yeah, Dempsey was like 
kind of the first of the monsters too. Like this. Well, actually, Jack Johnson probably also. He was kind of no, like. No, this. Jack Johnson wasn't a monster, a Logan. Jack Johnson was a, was a master boxer puncher. Oh, okay. So he, he wasn't was, like this Mike Tyson figure Jack, either. Jack Dempsey was the first monster. You were right. Literally, you're right. He was the first monster, a la Mike Tyson, George Foreman, Sonny Liston. He was the first of that ilk. It's like the Goldberg formula, like the, you know, the Road Warriors type yeah. guy. You know, he was he was in he was among the first. And if you go to to, to divisions, to other great punches from from from, from before, sort of like a, a Rocky Graciano, those type of fighters. He was the first of that type of fighter that would come after you, would beat you down. He was a monster. Yeah, and and that and that was so appealing to people in this time of war and. Uh, it just it, he became a great symbol of America, you know. In this, yeah, uh, in the 1920s, the two most, the, uh, the three most popular athletes in the United States in the 1920s were Babe Ruth, Jack Dempsey, and a wrestler that Carl Stern and Dave Meltzer always claimed was probably the the biggest wrestling star of all time, Jim Londos. Those <laughs> were the three biggest stars in America in the American sports co- sports cultures of the 1920s. God, man, who'd have thought? So, so then you got uh, he's making. Uh, does he, how many defenses does he have until we get to this next fight? All right, let me let me quickly look. I believe it's two, but let me make sure I'm correct. I believe it's two more before he fights George Carpentier. Now, this is a huge fight. This is an international fight. Carpentier is a massively popular boxer in Europe from uh, France, and um, and he's good too. Oh, he's he he, he was a tremendous boxer. Not much of a punch, but a tremendous boxer. All right, he would defend his title two more times, two knockout victories over Billy Miskey and Bill Brennan, and then we go to the next fight, July 2nd, 1921, Jersey City, New Jersey. This looked like it was put out in the farm because I never heard of this stadium. Boils 30 acres, 120,000 fans. Looked like they just took eight, nine blocks and put it together and, and, and got everybody out of the way to make this fight. Yeah, my God, it was huge. You could just see like the people and all the way in the back. I mean, how they could even—they wouldn't even see this thing, man. Like, I—I I, I can't understand it. It, it, was, it. it wasn't like you could see the screen because there were no screens at this time. No, this was like—I mean—that's the thing about his fights. They were like cultural events. He had all the press. He had all the—you know—just like reporters. Uh, it was not. And Logan, they would—they would later on film it and put it in a the movie theaters. Right. With the silent movie, yeah, we saw that fight with the silent on YouTube. They have it like the exact broadcast with the uh, silent um, captions. Silent. Yes, yes. So yeah, you saw them training, and then you saw him, um, uh, you know, doing his jogging and all that, and then you see him fight. You even see him sparring a little bit too. So you you have this fight now. Just take us through this fight. It was a little dip, you know, because of the footage. It's a little difficult to see what's going on here, but uh, maybe. Yeah. Basically running. He's running. He's running, and he's running, and he's running, and he's running. And for the first three rounds, I gave the the the, the, the first three rounds to Dempsey because Carpentier is running and holding. He's doing nothing else. He's running. He's holding. He's running. He's holding. He's holding. He's running. Finally, in the fourth round, Dempsey catches up to him and destroys him. Yeah, I mean, I think Dempsey was basically like ragdolling him whenever he did get him. Um into some a punch or two in, but he was successfully getting away from a lot of um, Dempsey's punches. But you're right; and then it finally caught up to him. He was just flattened. 
Uh, he got up once and then got destroyed again. Um, so what round was that, the fourth round? He put him to sleep in the fourth round. Yeah. And, and, and uh, of the first million-dollar gate in the history of boxing, his his fourth-round knockout of the French uh, French heavyweight champion and member of the International Boxing Hall of Fame, George Carpentier. So the first two fights, both Willard and Carpentier, are members of the Hall of Fame. So as you can see, Dempsey, the, the, the fighters he does fight, are already recognized as all-time greats. Now, there was controversy after – well. We'll talk about it after the next fight. No controversy yet. After well, wasn't there a controversy right at the uh, title fight because his wife kind of claimed that he was a draft dodger or something like that? Uh, um, not was was it Dempsey's wife or was it somebody else's wife? It was Dempsey's ex whore wife. Oh, that that was always the that was always the allegations that Dempsey was a draft dodger for World War One, and um and that and turned him into kind of a Mike Tyson type, like a little bit of a bad guy, right? Uh, nah, he was never a bad guy, Logan. The fans loved this guy. If it was true, they overlooked it, but it was never proved. I see. Yeah. But he was still an anti-hero. I mean, he had like, you know, he had like the stubble. You know, he kind of looked like a badass. And he, um, had the, and he had the fade haircut that would become popular in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, total fade, man. He, he looked like. He had, a, he had a fade. He had a, you know. That's a, he was the only one that had it, too, back then. I know. Yeah, I was like, wow, if you look at him and Mike Tyson, they just show from the back, very similar with the same hick. Oh, Tyson imitated him on purpose, yeah. <laughs> Tyson loved Dempsey. I mean, that, that you, you could see it from everything he did. Tyson's two favorite fighters were uh, Jack Dempsey and Sonny Liston, and you see a lot of their style incorporated to his style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, though, that... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Dempsey. I mean, is there any? What would you say is the difference between Dempsey and Tyson? Tyson had a jab. When Tyson early in his career had a very good jab, Dempsey never had a jab. Well, there you go. So they both had great chins, and they both were relentless in their prime. Now I remember hearing a, a fight that he had in some small town where things didn't like, where they lost a lot of money on it or something like that, but. I'm yes, not... yes, yes. That was the only 15-round fight of his career. We'll talk about that shortly after his next great performance, which is July 2nd. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that quick, shortly because that fight occurred before the last fight we'll talk about. July 4th, 1923. Now, another thing about Jack Dempsey, he was, the, he was such a big star, Logan, that July 4th weekend would always be the big Dempsey fight. And it was smart. It was a holiday the 4th of July, and thousands of people will attend. Well, July 4th, 1923, he had one of those fights in Shelby, Montana, against Tommy Gibbons. But I believe, because this is doing, this is a small town, it's a very impoverished town, only 20,000 people showed up. And the people who backed the fight were Tommy Gibbons' people, and they took a bath. While um, Dempsey got something like a, uh, $250,000. He got like 300 and he had to get paid in like, I guess he had to get paid in like three installments, but he they they went bankrupt trying to pay him, basically. They thought that this fight would, 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 would help... Um, Sit the would town. Help, would help the town where it, where, where it just did more damage to a very poor town. Yeah, yeah. And that fight was the only 15-round fight 
that Dipsy ever that that, ever, that Dipsy ever went the distance. Yeah, it turned out to be a boring, long fight that no one liked. I a fight, and um, I have that fight in my, my in my archives, and I looked at it before this, and I was like, nah, we're not gonna talk about this shit. <laughs> what happened in that fight? Why didn't he do so well? Gibbs was running and holding, running and holding. I mean, Dempsey threw as many punches as 15 as the first, but this guy was just there to survive. Uh, so he's in there with, like, a Ruiz. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, this guy was the 1923 version of John Ruiz. Yes. So then you go um, to this next big fight uh, with Furpo. Yes. Yes, September 14th, 1923, in the Polo Grounds, 80,000 people, maybe more because it's standing room only. All right? Biggest prize fight ever held in Harlem. The biggest, single biggest um, fight ever. The, the biggest tennis ever in Harlem. And Jack Dempsey, the first round, dropped Louis Furpo seven times, just like he dropped um, Jeff Willard seven times. After- right. And I just want to say, this fight in any other era would have been over. You know, completely over. But then we get to the second round. No, no, no. Before the second round, towards the end of the first round, Dempsey's going for the kill. Furpo lands a spectacular right cross. Dempsey walks into it, and Dempsey falls out of the ring. That's right. This is you're right. This is still the first round, and then and then he um, he uh, he falls out. He gets pushed back in, and then there. There's a little bit of controversy about whether he got in on his own accord. The, the, the referee basically starts a count-out, you know, like a wrestling count-out on him. <laughs> well, you know, also, it, it, the rules still apply to this day. When you get knocked out of the ring, Logan, in boxing, you're not giving them a 10 count, you're giving a 20 count. And oh. he got a count of 17. Hell, hell, that's funny, man. I never knew that. That's like a – so that's like where the rule came from wrestling, maybe. Because like, – um, Wrestling, you know, obviously we know the 10. The, the ten. Yeah, it, it, in Japan, still, it's 20. It's still 20 seconds to this day. It, it rarely happens. The few occasions it does happen, I've, I've usually, the guy doesn't go back in. Once you knock out the ring, his head hits the ring bell or the yeah. concrete, and he's done. So, yeah, so they got him back in there. And uh, this is like, you know, this guy, after taking this huge beating, this guy was a bull, man. This uh, he, That was his name, Logan, the Argentine bull. Louis Angel Furpo, Louis Angel Furpo, the first Latin American ever to get a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. And as we've seen throughout many of the clips, throughout many of the shows that we talked about, Argentinian fighters historically have great chins, like Mexicans. They have great chins. Yeah, this, this guy took a horrendous beating in the first round. Seven times he went down, dropped him. But that was the highlight of his evening because in the second round he goes down two more times. He gets dropped. And finally, the fight's over the third. Yeah, now, um, this guy, it, I mean, how good was Furpo? Was he just a monster kind of for him? Furpo, Furpo, Furpo was a monster, Logan. He, matter of fact, to get this shot at the title, he knocked out Jess Willard. Furpo was a monster, a fierce punch. He took a great, beat, a, a, a great punch, but lacking in skill. But Dempsey had much more skill than Furpo. It was Dempsey... Um, losing control, looking for the kill that caused him to get knocked down. But in the second round, he drops him two more times and knocks him out with a spectacular right cross, puts him to sleep, second round knockout for the great Jack Dempsey, which would be, Logan, his last successful defense. Yep. 
um he he um uh, now what happened he um he waited a long time before a defense this is what this is what happened there was negotiations between the number one black fighter of the time harry willis and him we were we did um and it kept breaking down no, no, no state athletic commission wanted to sanction it um his manager his manager didn't want to do it because his manager had do it, but his manager didn't want to do it, and neither did any of the state athletic commissions. That was the only fight to be made. Harry, he had beaten everybody else. Right. And Harry Wills had beaten Harry Wills had beaten Carpentier and, and Furpo. One of those it was one of those guys. So he was the number one contender for three years. That fight didn't happen. Didn't happen. So finally, Dempsey was just fighting exhibitions, doing movies, doing Volvo acts, hanging out with Al Capone, hanging out with Houdini. So. Finally, after three years of not fighting an official fight... Getting soft, basically. He finally defends the title against Gene Tunney in September of 1926 and gets outboxed beautifully. Tunney fights the perfect plan. Tunney, the original dance master, made Dempsey miss, and he was bloated because he hadn't fought three years. Tunney wins an easy 10-round decision. But this was a big fight, right? It was still a big fight. It was held in Philadelphia, and I believe... Might have been a hundred thousand people at the fight. <laughs> really? Yeah, a huge crowd. Huge crowd. Now, Tony, uh, how how does he measure up in terms of the? He's in the boxing hall of fame, right? He was one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. He had a short heavyweight run. He only lost one time in his entire career. One of the greatest fighters of all time. One of the original dance masters. One of the great first pure boxers. He was a great, great fighter, Gene Tony. And. When so you see so what did he do? He did like what Holyfield did to Tyson? No, he did what Ali did to Liston. He made Dempsey miss and hit him all night long. Hmm. That's so, why a prime Dempsey against a prime Ali, Ali, Ali takes him to school. Okay, but but uh, then you have... Um, and they had the rematch. Yeah, the rematch, which is which is the biggest fight of all time, right? The first million-dollar pay, payday. Jack Dempsey gets a million dollars to try to regain the championship, and it's also the first real controversial fight, one of the most controversial fights in boxing history. In the seventh round, Dempsey, after not catching this guy for two fights, finally catches him in the corner and drops him. Tony is out, is out like a light. But Jack Dempsey forgot that the rules had changed. He can't stand over the fighter anymore. He stood over him, and the referee's like, get to the neutral corner, and Dempsey's refusing. For at least six, seven seconds. The referee's not going to start the count until you get to the neutral corner. Finally, Dempsey gets to the neutral corner. Gives Tunney a chance to, to clear his head. Tunney gets out, up at the count of nine. It was a long count. He was there for almost 20 seconds. Yep. And and the thing about it is, is they... People always told, oh, he should have been knocked out. No, it's his fault. It's Dempsey's fault. Dempsey would have become the first fighter to regain heavyweight championship. Right, but the thing about Dempsey is that when he got knocked down, the ref didn't push the other guy away. He just let the other guy stand there while he counted. No, 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 no. He, he, um, he started the count. Tony did go to the neutral corner, but the referee started the count right away. Well, that's what I'm saying. But wh- why didn't he make Tony go to the uh, neutral maybe, corner? Maybe he was. Maybe he well, it, it didn't matter. To, uh, Tony, uh, Dempsey didn't get up. Oh, I know, I know. But it just showed you that maybe this ref was a little biased against uh, 
Dempsey. Yeah, but you know what? The ref, the, the first place, you also got to think about who's – the referee's got to think about who's there. He knows Dempsey's a tiger. Dempsey's in front of this guy. If, if he doesn't push Dempsey to the corner, right. there, the guy gets up, he could kill him. He would, he would. Well, Tunney was, never, was, was always known as a gentleman in the ring. Tunney was going to go to the neutral corner. Dempsey wasn't. The referee had to force him over there. Yeah, Tony was ready to punch him. That's for sure. He had to stop him. Um, and and that's the thing is that um, that little like fuck up there. He could have he could have come back and won. He would he he had had he not fucked up, he would have won. Dempsey would have been Tony would have been counted out. But so, still, because of that contra, because it's kind of like the screw job of Montreal. He got a lot of he got a lot of popularity out of that. He lost, but he didn't lose. Right. He lost, and he never fought again. He retired. And which was smart. He had he had lost a step. And you know Logan when you when your skill is based on speed and Dempsey at that point was probably the fastest heavyweight in the history of boxing. He lost a step. And in order for him to fight a guy like Tunney, you need speed because Tunney was fast. He lost a step. And in, in those tw- in those twenty rounds they fought, Tunney won nineteen of those twenty rounds because Dempsey could not with his loss of speed and the fact that he took three years away from the ring cost him. This was like Tyson Lewis here, man. You know? <laughs> but I guess Tony's a lot smaller. But uh, or Tyson Holyfield. Yeah. Well, you have Tyson here. Yeah. Just I mean um, Dempsey here, basically the the losing his reflexes, and and that's why he can't keep he still up. Still has the power, but once he lost his step, you know, against a dance master like Tony, he, he, he's that's going it. to be at a huge disadvantage. So then he. Uh, he once he got out, okay. Then he 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 had money, but then he lost on the stock market or something. Yeah, but but Dempsey, being that he was real popular, he did lose like a lot of people uh, a a lot of his investments. But he never suffered. He never suffered. He opened up a bar, a famous restaurant, restaurant. Uh, the Jack Dempsey's in Madison Square Garden. He was always on television. Has it reopened? There is a Dempsey's without the P. I don't know if it's related. There's a Jack Dempsey's, but without a P, maybe for legal purposes. Oh, okay. Well, they I guess they re- revitalized that uh, the idea of it because uh, there is, I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is one in Manhattan. I've seen it. There's one called Dempsey's with Jack Dempsey's, no P. I see. They take the and P I think, out. I think that's done for legal purposes because his family has nothing to do with that with, with that uh, bar. Man, you know what? That's a, that's kind of misleading. But um, <laughs> oh, let's go to Dempsey's. No, it's Dempsey. It's Dempsey. Not I, Dempsey. Wait, I wonder if there's any pictures of Jack Dempsey up in that. Um, I <laughs> it's right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go there. All right. So, so the, he he opened up that thing, and yeah, he's been sort of a beloved figure. He died very late um, in his life. He, he, he died. Let me. I'm trying to remember. He was 88, 87 years old when he died in 1983. Yeah, man. I mean, that's just... And he was always just kind of like a guy that they would... Uh, Remember, he retired at 32, so he retired with his fac- with his faculties intact. Totally, yeah. He seemed to be completely... Uh, right. He didn't take too many, other than the Tunney losses, and the Tunney losses weren't beatings, more of being outclassed. He never really suffered a brutal beating in the ring. So and so he was one of the few heavyweights to flourish after retirement, sort of like a Lennox Lewis, where... He became, he became a huge, huge, huge popular retired athlete in his country. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, just that's the thing about him. He never he was able to rely upon that notoriety for this restaurant. You know, people could come. People came from miles around just to just to go to the restaurant and see him there. And he just he's such an icon. He was also very honest in fighters that would become great heavyweights later on. Like he mentioned Joe Lewis. He didn't think he could beat Joe Lewis because of Joe Lewis's jab and power. And um, he felt Ali would have would have would have handled him like Tunney. So uh, Dempsey was honest in his uh, assertions. Uh, he died before he could get to see Mike Tyson. Would have loved Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's cr- that's funny, right? He died like right right before Mike Tyson came on the scene. Right, right. A year before Tyson came on the scene, he died. So yeah, I would have loved if he would have been alive. To and, and Tyson talks with great admiration of Jack Dempsey. Now they also called him what Kid Blackie or something like that. Uh, that was his original nickname when he started boxing. Why? Because he's a little dark. Uh, I guess because of hair. He had he had jet black hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that yeah. I mean, he fought under a um, a, a fake name. Well, uh, Jack Dempsey's not his real name. Right. Well, his there last was, name, right? There was a great middleweight named Jack Dempsey, and that's where he took the name from. And this would happen a lot in in, in early boxing, where guys would see. Oh, this guy! Oh, I, I like that style. So they would take that name, and it would also, also they would hope it would help them get bookings. Oh, oh, maybe he's a relative. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's what wrestling does. I mean, it used to do that a lot. Um, so, so you know, this this guy's just like you know, he really made boxing into the household kind of sports that sport that it was, right? He was the first superstar. In the history of boxing, while Jack Jack Johnson was the first infamous figure, Jack Dempsey was the first superstar, and he was the one that turned the heavyweight championship into the biggest prize in sports. Now, after he left the scene, uh, you have Tunney there. Uh, who? Tunney retires. Tunney retires a couple of years later, and then uh, Max Schmeling becomes heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, Jack Sharkey's heavyweight champion of the world. Um, Max Bear, heavyweight champion of the world. Primo Carnera, heavyweight champion of the world. The popularity doesn't come back until Joe Lewis knocks out Max Schmeling in the first round in um in, in that fight of the century. And from then on, Joe, Joe Lewis becomes the next great superstar of boxing. Yeah, yep. And uh, it's still, you know, um, it, it's just it's just interesting because like I just don't know without standing on the shoulders of Jack uh, Dempsey that these that they would have that he would have been as big as he was you know. Yeah, well, you come and you 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 have once the heavyweight once that that once it was established Dempsey helped establish the heavyweight title as the single most important prize in sports. Once that's established, you got to continue to have those stars right take that mantle. Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali. So it just skips from Joe Lewis to Muhammad Ali, or who's in between there? <laughs> well, well, I got uh, Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano's yeah. a huge star. Yeah, of course. He's the I'm, one. I'm not talking about the guys in between. I'm talking about the next great superstars, the popular, the ones that the fans flock. It would be Lewis, then Marciano, then Ali. Uh, Larry Holmes was never as big as those guys. It would be Tyson next. And then and, and, and since Tyson, you haven't had, I mean. We haven't Lewis, really had anybody yet. Lewis is from Great Britain. He's not American. So you haven't had that great American superstar that everybody would flock to see that household name since Mike Tyson. Deontay Wilder, man. He's the, he's the one. He, he Hopefully, 
he continues to do what he's doing, he'll be on his way. So we got um, we have. How would he do now? You're saying in terms of top um, heavyweights, where is uh, Jack Dempsey? I got him tenth on the all-time list, and I also have him as the greatest white heavyweight of all time. Ha ha! All right, and who's 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 under him? <laughs> Of the second, it would be him first, Marciano second, and Klitschko third. <laughs> but but Marciano, Klitschko would kill Marciano. <laughs> Klitschko would kill Marciano. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's just that Marciano was. Uh, I mean, I think Kim Dempsey kills Klitschko. You you do, huh? Yes, yes. Look at that Just Willett fight. Can you see Klitschko was standing that fucking barrage? I'd like to see Marciano against uh, Dempsey, but. Uh... That would have been a war. I'd see Dempsey beat Marciano, but there would be a lot of blood in that fucking fight. Yeah, that would not be pretty. Now, how do you think Dempsey does against the Tyson? Oh, that would be a great fight. Oh, oh, I, I think Tyson would beat Dempsey, but it would be a war. It would be a fucking war. Yeah, maybe that jab would give him the edge there. Yeah, but I think that, that, but it would be oh, that would be a a, a, a dream fight. Wow. Because I, I noticed that Dempsey, in these fights, he takes a punch, man. He ta- he puts his he face up. phenomenal chin. A yeah. phenomenal chin. And it looked like a piece of granite. I mean, you look at his face. I feel like they used his face to, like, model Superman and Shazam and things like that. <laughs> right? It looked like the same face. Yes, the hair and the face. Yes. Like I just look, I remember looking at the old comics of of Superman and Shazam, and they look, and I, I was like, when I was looking at pictures of uh, Dempsey, I was like, they must have patterned their fucking faces on this guy because he had that square jaw. DC Comics owes the Dempsey family a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, they're totally like ripping off. Well, maybe he just had the classic superhero look, but Christopher Reeves had that black curly hair, right? That's straight out of Jack. <laughs> there you go. Jack Dempsey, man, he, I mean, he influenced a lot of stuff. Let's just fake it. He was like the, you know, he was like the Hercules, uh, the modern day Hercules, um, and and he he had everything. I mean, he had the build and the face. I'm, I'm sure the girls like were went crazy for this guy. Uh, he was married four times, so there was a lot of infidelity involved. <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, uh, we'll talk uh, soon. Later on today, we're going to be talking about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So for all you movie hands, uh, movie fans, check out uh, Logan's movie reviews. And uh, who's the, who, what show are we doing next? Okay, next week, we'll be doing another movie show, and we'll go back to wrestling. We're doing WWE recently acquired Shizuki Nakamura. He, they stole him from New Japan. So in anticipation of you guys who follow today's wrestling, because I don't, We'll be talking about Nakamura's three greatest performances. And what a fucking talent this guy is. Um, they're going to they go fuck it up. They're not going to know how to push this guy. But that's their problem. I could care less. Yeah. And in two weeks, we return with the greatest performances of the great Evander Holyfield. Oh, that's going to be great. Okay, man. And and uh, in terms of... Um, uh, who, what would you say the greatest fight of uh, Jack Dempsey's career is? Well, like a great fight, like something we would have covered on the greatest fight. Yeah. Uh, his fight with Furpo, the last fight we talked about. Okay, all right. Yeah, that was actually one of the greatest. That first round is one of the greatest first rounds in the history of boxing on the level of Hagler Hearns. There, there you go. Okay, man, uh, thanks, and I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you tonight, big man. Lee. Peace. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.